Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Oh, yeah! All right, everybody, good morning to you and yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Double Digits, Big J. It's the 10th day of January 2023. Welcome to Tuesday here on 100.3 The X-Rox. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. How are you yeah, doing, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, I am I am disappointed because I don't know how I missed it yesterday, but I woke up early this morning to the text messages that uh, our breakfast is canceled today. I was all excited about oh, you it. You don't you don't you like respond to. I mean, it's very rare when you respond to a group text. I do. I, just I do. assume that you don't see them. No, and I do I now. Start, I start texting the other person individually, and they're like, "Hey, what? Why?" And I'm like, and then I have to explain well, that you're a weirdo. No, since since I got the new phone, I do get group text messages. But I was doing stuff on my phone last night that had my notifications turned off. And so I was, I I didn't notice it until, and then I went to bed early and like, I didn't even notice it until I woke up the next day. And I was like, oh man, I was like, I forgot forgot the place was closed on Monday and Tuesday. What a weird business model. No offense. No. I mean, for a place that only specializes in a meal to be closed two days a week, (laughs) seems really weird. They're prerogative. Yes, I agree. And listen, everybody's struggling. So uh, to each their own, will it stop us from going? Absolutely not. Because it's delicious and awesome. Uh, so that was bad news. And then the other side of the coin is, Big J, the, the crap that I was doing yesterday because I wanted to concentrate. I, when when will I ever learn? When do, when will I stop trying to do things that I know I cannot do? Because there were a couple, I, you know, I had my whole house remodeled, oh, right? God. And it was fantastic. Are you trying to build something? Not quite, but I did try to fix something because a couple of things that, that in the kids' room that caused some issues. And I thought I was 100% certain that a particular paint matched the paint that was on my wall for the remodel. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to patch up some drywall, and I'm going to do everything the right way. Yeah. And so I do it. I, 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 It all looks fine, and then I get ready to paint, and I'm like, it looks kind of light, but maybe it'll dry darker. Uh, it, it did not dry darker. Oh, no. But uh, here's the good news. I didn't do it on, all, on, the, on the larger spots and the more prominent parts of the wall. I did it on a part that you can't see, but now I got to figure out how to freaking match the paint. And don't you have to like take a chunk of whatever? I don't have like a chunk of my wall to take to match the paint. Well, you take a chunk of it. But wh- where would I? T- but then I'm, I'm causing myself more problems down the line. Well, that's the only way you're going to be able to match I that know. paint. Son but of here's a bitch. the thing. Here's the other flip of that coin, Nick. At least you keep trying. I've given up. I know, but I and need so to give I just, up. And, but it's not a good feeling to give up. And then you're just like, I'll have somebody else take care of it. And then that person comes in, and then you just you really are uh, demasculated, and yeah. it's depressing, and that's but a whole other therapy session. I know, but let me. What's worse? I mean, Keep you trying. know, giving up or failing for the umpteenth hundredth time and costing yourself more money. As The Rock says, fail with guts, Nick, and that's what you're no, doing. I'm doing. I'm patching drywall. You are There's black no Adam. guts involved in that. Yeah, no, that's a failure. You understand that, right? Yeah, he, that's what he's saying. That's what he's admitting to. 
Just like you're admitting <laughs> to suppose. it. Keep failing. God, man, I'm so frustrated with it. Anyway, on top of all that today, we have our friend Craig Grass coming by and joining us again. We spent a lot of time with him yesterday. Uh, thank you for all the podcast listens. He's a fantastic gentleman. We're going to learn more about him a little bit later on today as well, but we also play music. So let's get some Green Day to kick things off here on the morning after on the X Rocks. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm saying this like I even have to tell your punk ass, Big J, but just for the fourth time in the history of Mega Millions, the jackpot's over a billion dollars. Yeah. Mega Millions jackpot for today is set for $1.1 billion. The multi-state lottery has failed to produce a winner in about three months, and it happened again on Friday. No winner. No grand prize winner, anyway. Last time the jackpot was this big, way back in July of 2022, Big J. So long ago. That's when it was $1.337 billion, and that winning ticket was sold in Illinois. And they don't deserve to win that stuff. You do for Idaho, man. It's been a while. Have we? I mean, I know we've had a couple, but most were they mostly Idaho lottery winners? Has there ever been like a Powerball winner? Oh, yeah, here? yeah. Oh, okay. There's been a couple here in the Treasure Valley or Mega Millions, which was more no, successful. No, Mega Millions. Here? It was okay. Powerball. Gotcha. So Mega Millions, you think needs to happen because there's only a few. Like, like there's only five states that don't take part in this. So Idaho, let's go. Yeah. How many tickets are you up to? Do you know? 700. That's pretty. That's a lot yeah. of tickets, man. All in, baby. But uh, I wish you the best of luck. Almost seems like a waste of money. That's why I'm also really upset that that breakfast lunch thing got canceled today. I needed that meal. I see. <laughs> You're looking forward to me paying for it? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday's drawing will be held at 9 o'clock tonight, so you'll know at 9 o'clock, Big J, if you're a billionaire. So hold those tickets close to your heart, clutch those pearls, and see if you win. I, I never do. I wake up the next day and I look and see if there's a winner and where the state is. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but I'm sure there's plenty of people that stay up and watch the drawing or actually see if they've done it the same day. Who knows? Uh, Big J, mea culpa. Yesterday, I completely forgot. Maybe with all like the NFL stuff that was going on, I completely forgot about the national championship uh, no, game. No, because it was very forgettable anyways. Well, Even I, the matchup. The, well, I don't have a problem. I enjoy when underdogs make it very far. The Absolutely. problem is sometimes underdogs perform like they did last night against uh, Goliaths that they're going up against, and the game was over probably three minutes in. Uh, but TCU never stood a chance and needed a 60-yard bomb to not get shut out. As Georgia beat them 65-7. to It is the biggest blowout in any bowl game in the history of bowl games. That's never good when it's a national championship game. I'm sure TCU's not happy about it. But uh, Georgia's good. They're not that good. But again, I-, I feel like the problem a little bit is how much time and space is done between these games. Yeah. I enjoy the playoff side of things. But like, you know, the semifinal games, both of them were really, really good. And then all that momentum is sucked away while they wait two weeks to do all this stuff. It was my big problem with the Super Bowl. That's why there were so many blowouts in the 80s. It's yeah. the same thing, man. You give people a week off, all the momentum, all the juice, all the you energy. Know, yeah, the exactly. Energy. It's all gone. And sometimes one team can create that before another team. And even no matter how many evenly matched they are, you get a score like that, which is why they stopped doing it. And the Super Bowl is now right after the championship. And it's clear there was a talent disparity. I mean, there, there's no uh, doubt George is more talented. Uh, but uh, is it better to have made it to the cha- national championship? championship game or to get thoroughly embarrassed in the game well, uh well hang on a second both is true in your scenario you're in the game no, no matter I mean, what is it both better is... to have made it 
and then get embarrassed or not to have made it at all. Oh, I see. Uh, then the answer would be it's better to make it and get embarrassed. Also, I'd rather lose 65 to 7 than 24 to 23 on a last second field goal. Get, you know, if you're going to completely crap the bed, crap the bed early and often enough that I'm like, okay, we never had a chance. I don't feel bad about it. I would be like scrutinizing every play if I was a TCU fan and they lost by one. So I know it's not fun to watch yeah. and it's not good football, but I'd rather have a good blowout if I'm on the if I'm on the losing end of a game than a heartbreaking I just, defeat. I just hope there's one TCU fan out there that's still blaming the refs for the loss. Yeah, it is Andy Dalton right now. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin was released from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center yesterday after spending almost a week in the hospital following his cardiac arrest on the field the Monday before. He flew to Cincinnati from Cincinnati to Buffalo and was transferred to Buffalo General Medical Center uh, and will continue to receive treatment as he recovers there, but he is walking, he is talking, he is cognitively there, and it really is a medical miracle that this is what's happening and that he's, now granted, he's getting, you know, service closer to home he's still in the medical institute but he can come and go as he pleases he's no longer an inpatient it's which only is incredible yeah. it's only a week and so we'll see haven't heard any what you know what what the future is for him no no so. no i mean and i don't know if you saw but the nfl's players association and and uh, the buffalo bills came to an agreement where you know if he goes on ir they have agreed to pay him his entire contract no matter what i mean it's three years 4.7 million but yeah. when this would happen to a let's say a, a, a let's say an, a player blows out his knee on monday night football and cannot play again if they're put on ir the team only has to pay them half of their salary whatever their contract is that's the way that the the nfl p and the, the NFL worked out the agreement. But Buffalo, wanting to help out Hamlin in the situation, decided that's what they wanted to do. So I guess it's them doing the right things, and so it's nice to see. Hopefully, he'll be able to play again, but who knows? I mean, one of the things that's helping is he didn't have to actually undergo any kind of surgeries, you know? Uh, there were lots of medical procedures that were done, but most of them were in order to help keep him alive. There was no surgery yeah. that was required to help him out, so that allows him to be discharged a little bit earlier, which is nice. Big J, you know who Francis Ford Coppola is, right? Yeah, the famous director. That is correct. He is working on a film called Megapolis, and it is not going well. It's about halfway through production in Atlanta, but the movie recently lost its production designer, its supervising art director as well. Uh, Coppola is paying for the, the movie out of his pocket, and one source says that apparently he is... Mm, uh, a little bit off kilter and he's, well, he's becoming freaking old. difficult to work with and because he's financing it uh, he is you know pretty much the yes and no man of everything and he wants the way he wants things and if people don't like it they can get the hell out uh, but uh, people are calling it quote absolute madness on the set which is not a good look but yes I don't know what Megapolis is what it's about I can't even remember the last movie Francis Ford Coppola directed I'm thinking off the top of my head he's had to do something after Dracula but that's the last movie I can think as being billed as Francis Ford Coppola's anything. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm he's, sure I'm he's, wrong. Uh, he's 83. Yeah. And um, gosh, that he's directed, directed? Yes. Like, you know, like actually done what he's famous for. Uh, Distant Vision, which came out in 2016. I have. What is that movie? I don't know. Before that, it was it. Twixt, Tetro, uh, Youth Without Youth, Supernova, uh, The Rainmaker. I remember the Rainmaker. That's got Matt, so, da Matt yeah, Damon and, and that uh, was uh, right Vito. after Dracula. Okay, so the Rainmaker, really the last movie he's done that I have actually heard of. The rest of the stuff, I don't know what it is. So this could be another movie on that pile, I suppose. But it isn't going well for Mr. Coppola. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour. <laughs> 
It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, it is time for the return of Streaming Dumbass. That means we need your help. We need you to text in to 208-287-1003. The movie that you think Big J should be watching tonight and review for you tomorrow morning. Now, here's the catch. I'm going to list you three movies. None of them are going to have a title or even the stars. It's just going to be the description given to us from the streaming service itself. We strip away all the pertinent details, and you have to pick a movie for Big J based on only the plot of said movie. He doesn't know what it is. Sometimes he has a guess, but uh, sometimes he's right and sometimes he's wrong. Right, Big J? Yeah. What do you say your batting average is on that? If you're uh, like, one of those look familiar, I wonder if I'm right. 75. I'd say it's pretty good as well. But uh, that's maybe why we stopped Big J from choosing the movie. Sometimes he was skewing the uh, the decision-making process. And so we leave it up to you. The movie that gets the most votes is the one that Big J will watch via the text line. All you have to do is text in movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three. The more people text in, the more easy it is for us to not have a tiebreaker. And we like that very much. Big J, are you ready? Yes. Movie number one. By the way, all three of these movies have two different things in common with each other. But there is a common thread. Two of them, as a matter of fact, holding them together. Movie number one, a very popular newspaper has the facts to publish a report that exposes abuse allegations against a very powerful Hollywood insider. The shocking story also serves as a launching pad for one of the biggest stories the nation has ever seen. Oh my God, the nation. Movie number two, a former couple heads to Indonesia to stop their daughter from marrying a seaweed farmer. We've all been there. As they desperately try to sabotage the wedding, the bickering duo find themselves rekindling old feelings that once made them happy together. Big J. Movie number three. In the 1970s, a young man tries to get a new position after a group outs, outs their leader. When the interview goes disastrous, he has to go on the run. Luckily, he finds an unlikely source for guidance, the very man he was trying to oust and replace. Those are the three choices. Movie number one, rip from the headlines. Movie number two, try again, question mark. Or movie number three, new boss who dis. Those are the three movies you have to choose from. So text in movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three to 208-287-1003. And the movie that gets the most votes is the one Big J will watch tonight and review for you. Any of those sound familiar to you, Big J? No, no, not at all. All right. So Big J is clueless to all three. If you have an idea, text in and send the movie that Big J should watch. We'll give you the voting recap as well as all the movies and which one Big J will watch next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. That is Seether, that is Remedy here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Time for the exciting conclusion of Streaming Dumbass. All right, Big J, have the votes been tabulated? Yes. Do we? Are you sure? Yes. Do we have a clear and decisive winner? No, we have a tie. Oh, gosh, dang it, everybody. <laughs> uh, what movie came, or was there a tie? I guess not. There can't be a tie for a third place. What movie came in third place? Uh, coming in uh, third place was uh, movie number... Two. Movie number two, uh, that was the romantic comedy of the bunch. Uh, that movie it was called Ticket to Paradise. It stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts, Big J. Uh, and it is available to stream on a streaming service called Peacock. But you will not have to watch it. So Damn, now I would I, love to watch that. I, well, it's available for you to watch anytime as you have access to Peacock and you can. And has been for weeks as I watched it when I had Corona. 
Uh, that was the one thing that had all of these three things in common. I, I, was, I you, said you uh, volunteered to watch that on your own? Yes. Well, I listen, I watched <coughs> so... I mean, listen, I was sitting at my house by myself for basically two weeks sick I, as a dog in my bed. So I just watched everything that was said new or only in theaters but no, or anything on all of my streaming services. You didn't I watch everything. Wednesday. I did not but, watch Wednesday. But you watched the romantic comedy with I Julia did. Roberts. Wait until you hear the other two movies on this list that I also watched. One for a reason and one for not a reason. Uh, so now I have to decide which movie you're going to watch? I guess. It's between two and three. Uh, no, it's between one I and... I mean three and one. One and three. Uh, I'm going to say <clears throat> I think you'll enjoy movie number three a little bit more uh, than the, the actual topic in movie number one. And having watched them, I think you might actually enjoy three, even though you might be a little lost. So we're going to go with three. That's the movie right. we're going to watch. All right. I have decided. I think this is the first time you've had to decide. It's the first or second time, and I hate having to do it because I know the what these things are. Yeah. So uh, thank you for your votes, though. Every once in a while, a tie is going to happen. Do we have a lot of votes anyway? Uh, yeah, okay. I would say yeah. So there's that. I mean, sometimes ties happen. Uh, it's like it's soccer. So you will not be watching movie number one. That one also on Peacock called She Said, starring Zoe Kasdan and Carrie Mulligan. Uh, that is a movie that's up for some Golden Globe Awards. It's all about the story that broke about Harvey Weinstein based on a true Ugh. story behind it. See, uh, aren't you happy? Yeah, you thanks for not torturing uh, me. Movie number three is what you will be watching. And before you say that, you'll be watching Minions, The Rise of Gru. Big oh, Jay. great. Uh, that stars Steve Carell and Jean-Claude Van Damme is featured in this particular yeah. version of it. Uh, I also watched this movie, this one with the kids, uh, oh, after fun. I was sick. Did they like it? Uh, no, they did not. They thought it was the weakest of the entire Minions franchise. But I watched to ruin it for you, Big Jay. I can already hear Jackson saying that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this stuff used to be funny, right? And I'm like, damn, dude, jeez. Uh, so uh, that's the movie you'll be watching. It is also available on Peacock. Minions: The Rise of Gru. Make sure you're watching the right one, Big J, because there are five Minions movies on that website. The Rise of Gru, the latest one, is the one. Yeah, listen, it's where is it at? Peacock. Peacock. So that is what he will be watching tonight. If you want to play the home game, you can also watch Minions: The Rise of Gru. Uh, if you'd like, if not, uh, you can wait until Big J reviews the movie right around this time tomorrow and lets you know if it's worth your time I, or not. I don't think I've watched a Minions movie. I was going to ask, have you watched any of the no. Despicable Me universe, cinematic universe stuff? I don't stuff? think so. Okay. Because some of that stuff is actually pretty damn funny. And I, now I've had to watch it because of the kids, but like Despicable Me 2 all the way through 3, even the first Minions movie was actually pretty good. Uh, but uh, I don't want to ruin everything or taint anything before you've had your own opinion of it. So enjoy Minions, The Rise of Gru, although I fear I've already done it. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, serious question. Do you want to die? Do I want to? No. Well, then two pieces, two pieces of advice. Number one, uh, get the hell out of the jungle, because Axl Rose clearly tells you you're going to, if you know. You're going to die! And then number two, according to doctors, hey, you should really shore up those uh, relationships that you have with your family and your friends. Have a close inner circle, because those who have stronger connections with others have a way lower risk of death, Big J. This is according to Harvard University, so it's not just some podunk community college yeah. that's making this happen. This is the Matt Damon brains, you understand? Right. Harvard researchers also found that study participants aged those in happier relationships could weather pains more easily as you got older. However, those in unhappy relationships, people that don't have a lot of close friends or a lot of family around them, experience the exact opposite and experience physical and emotional pain more often, Big J. That's not good or healthy for you, do you understand? Yeah, it's bad. 
So even in as an act as simple as holding hands could relieve pain and act as a minor anesthesia. Kind of like a little bit of anesthesia for you. Isn't that nice? Yeah. When was the last time you held hands with somebody? My wife? Yeah, when? It's probably yesterday. Probably? Yeah, I mean, we hold hands all the time. See, so. that's a good thing. Don't you feel like it's taking pain away from you? Yes. Yeah. It's a stress reliever. It's amazing. Because they have an ability, people that you love and are close to can calm your body down, take you out of your fight or flight mode, and then back up your equilibrium, as I've told you millions of times. You do say that often. Back weird. up I was like, That's your weird. equilibrium, bro. What a random thing for you to say, but here you are just spewing facts. My life motto. If you're not backing up your equilibrium, what are you doing? Hey, uh, Black Friday, uh, excuse me, Black Monday on for the NFL wasn't all that bad for people. Lovey Smith lost his job on Sunday, and then yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals decided to make some swooping changes by firing coach Cliff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to a four-year contract. Right as we were wrapping up the show yesterday. Yep, and then uh, Steve Keim, the general manager also, who was away from the team already for health issues, decided to step down per, uh, permanently, so... They're looking for a new GM and a new head coach in Arizona, and really, that's it. Other than the ones that fired their coaches throughout the season, the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, the Carolina Panthers are also still looking for coaches, but there are plenty more teams that thought maybe there'd be some people hanging their their shingle out there, but that's not happening, so we'll see what happens. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury gets another shot in the NFL, do you? No. I mean, I know they yeah. signed him to a contract. He had one good year, but, like, I mean, they weren't off- even that good that year. Well, he wasn't even a good college coach. He got fired from Texas Tech, don't forget, because his record was awful, and the Cardinals signed him because they believed in his offense, which is ranked, like, 29th in the league. Now, there were a lot of injuries this year for the Cardinals, but, again, I, I mean, you had to move on. You have to eat that contract, and that's exactly what they did. The national championship was last night in college football. Final score, Georgia 65, TCU Seven. It was a 58-point margin of victory. That covered the spread of 13.5 points yeah, pretty easily. By the end of the first quarter, as a matter of fact, it was covered. And it was never looking back as Georgia wins back-to-back football championships for the program. The first time uh, anybody's gone back-to-back since Alabama did it 11 years ago. Speaking of college football, Reggie Bush, whose, of course, Heisman Trophy was vacated from Southern California in 2005 for NCAA violations. But... He was announced to be one of the players in the latest College Football Hall of Fame class that was announced yesterday. Uh, Tim Tebow, who won the Heisman back in 2007, also in, along with Dwight Freeney of Syracuse, Big J. You remember him for the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah. You remember Luke Keekley of Boston College for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, retired prematurely. Indeed. Uh, Of course, LaMichael James, a running back from Oregon who really didn't do much in the second level, neither did Michael Bishop, the former quarterback of Kansas State, among some of the other players that were put in the College Football Hall of Fame. But LaMichael Michael James and Michael Bishop, both very good college football players. Yeah, yet the the best quarterback in college football history, still not in there. Seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. But they they haven't quite. I mean, they're kind of at his winningest. class. I'm sorry, winningest. But they're they're not really at his years yet, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, they're at 2007, 2008 oh, prime okay. football. So we got a little while before Kellen Moore will get the nod, but he should be in there. Uh, are you excited, Big J? Because James Cameron says more avatars are coming, bro. Uh, He has saw the success necessary for the franchise to continue. It crossed over that profitable margin mark. And James Cameron says, quote, it looks like with the momentum the film has now, it will pass our break-even point. And it looks like I can wiggle out of this and I'm going to have to do these other sequels. So uh, he knows what he's doing for the next six or seven years. He's working on more Avatar films. 
And if you're wondering how this stuff works, a lot of it's done in post. Apparently, like, you know, these some of these scenes and stuff were filmed like years ago, and he's been working on them ever since. So there's a lot of work that goes into these movies, hence the actual amount of money it costs to make them. But there will be more Avatar adventures coming. So if you like The Way of Water, know that you've got more blue Avatar people coming your way soon. Enjoy. Now, thank you. I could not remember the name. Thank and, you very much. Vincent. And I've had a change of heart. <gasps> so what happened? I just felt like you know uh, it, was, it was dumb not to, to to have some sort of stance like that, especially doing both of what we do is to say I refuse to see this for whatever reason. So now you want to go see Avatar the way of the I mean, I don't want to, but I will for the podcast. Okay, so now we have to go do a podcast. because You don't okay. have to if you still want to. Well, I'm I'm saying we probably should and do it quickly before it completely runs out of uh, steam in any way, shape, or form. Or we just move on from it, one of the two. But those decisions can be made with all three of us and not just the two of us, right? Majority rules? Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got We're Going to Hell. Hold tight for that. <laughs> You should write up. Oh man, we're going to hell. Let's not kid ourselves. I'm going to hell and you know it. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Australia is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Sydney to be specific. So Big J, a fairly big city there in yeah. the country slash continent of Australia. And uh, it's just a nice reminder to know that, hey man, be careful who you mess with. You understand? Sometimes there are big gangster type personalities in somebody that may seem like a pretty small package. And a reminder to you that not a good idea for you to cross Mama Hong from Mama Hong's Vietnamese restaurant in Lane Cove, which is in Sydney's leafy lower North Shore, a very prominent part of Sydney, Australia. She is a co-owner of the restaurant her name is Ann Nyo, she's 37 years old, and she took the law into her own hands when she found out somebody was messing with her business, Big J, you understand? Oh yeah, they, she didn't mess around. No, to the point where she committed crimes herself in order to do that. But in March of last year, she and her couple of business partners started noticing that, you know what man, hey, the till's not adding up at the end of the night, what the bleep? We're making more money by these receipts than what we're actually putting into the bank. Something's not right, you understand? Somebody's stealing. So to get to the bottom of the mystery, they decided to install some motion-sensitive CCTV cameras to alert them if somebody entered the premises out of hours because they were keeping an eye on things during, you know, actual work hours and nothing was fine. But on March 22nd of last year, the owners were alerted to an alerter, an intruder at the cafe after hours. So, after they looked at the footage, they happened to identify that basically a kitchen hand was coming in after hours with his keys and then taking money out of the till. And so what ended up happening was they put together their very own sting operation, Big J. The employee had apparently copied the cafe's keys and then snuck into the business every few days to steal from the till to the amount of about $3,500 total. So... They let him do it one final time, and one night he snuck in again. They got the alarm that the CCTV came out. So, uh, Anne and her two partners, who happened to be nearby, walked into the business and grabbed him, Big J. Punched him in the face and then cut his hair, which I think is just a mind F, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, I guess. Like, I mean, it's supposed, I'm sure it's probably supposed to give this fear of, like, you don't know what we're going to do next kind of thing. Like, if your first move is to jawjack somebody and then break out the clippers, you're, you know, your mind is probably going, I know I just got punched in the face, but is my hair being cut right now? What's happening? You look out. 
And so after hitting him several times, uh, basically the car, the partners retrieved a car, shoved him into the back seat. Then, Anne, the kind of leader of the gang, called this guy's mom and said, hey, listen, he comes in every couple of nights, steals from the till, I want my $3,500 back, or you're not seeing your son again. And they sent her a bloody picture of him in the back seat. Damn, man. And the mom is like, huh? Oh, okay, I'll get you the money, but let, you have to show me proof that he's doing it. So, proof of life. Yeah, they sent her the photo of her son in the back seat, and then they sent the footage of him in CCTV with him actually stealing from the till. And so the mom's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll pay for my kid. So then uh, she sent business bank details. So once the money was Venmoed into the bank's account, she dropped the son off on the curb and pushed him out of the car. It's like a good fella scene, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's total mafioso. But the difference is they weren't scared of her like the good fellas because they instantly called the police with all this stuff, admitted to the wrongdoing, but also wanted to make sure that the business owners got punished for essentially assault and kidnapping charges as well. So now, believe it or not, they have over... $35,000 in fines they have to pay, plus she's facing some jail time for trying to get her money back and taking her lo- vigilante justice, basically, is what she's getting arrested for. So she pled guilty to all the charges, and now the final uh, kind of verdict has been thrown down. So a reminder that even when you're in the right, it's still not smart to do vigilante things because they're usually yeah. against the law themselves. And I know you want to. On the other hand, this dude's lucky. He could be he's, dead, he's, is that what you're well, Because he's lucky he didn't steal from the wrong people, the real wrong people. It's true. I mean, this does sound like somebody that's watched a lot of gangster movies is that it takes stuff into their own hands and then didn't want to grow too far. Somebody doesn't know where that line is, you understand? Yeah. Like a Paul Kersey, he would know what to do. You'd be dead Paul or Kersey. Oh, come on. <laughs> and so, there's your chance. All the other 40-year-old dudes are laughing. <laughs> yeah, Nick and Big Jerry making Death Witch references again. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up next, our friend Craig Gass joins us back in studio. He's in the lounge at the end of the universe Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll learn more all about it coming up on the X Rocks. And as God smack that is awake here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is Tuesday. We are now a couple of days away from the amazing and awesome Craig Gass live at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, 7 o'clock shows available at loungeboise.com and getgas.com. And he's back in studio. Hi, Craig. I am squeaky as hell. I'm trying to make as many yeah. squeaky noises okay. as I can. I do it all the time yeah, on we, purpose. We are in a very loud studio for a radio station. But you probably don't know this. We're getting a brand new studio built for us, Craig, by the no next time way. you come in, we're going to be in a new room, have all sorts of new fancy equipment, and we'll maybe, maybe even confuse you with a crime in Boise, Idaho, for crying We're going to call it the gas room. That's a, is that Really? Okay? Yeah. Oh, man, you guys are the best. <laughs> Just it's, kidding. I'm not. That's a, not it. It's an honor of you. But uh, but we do appreciate you coming in and getting up early again because you want to help get people's asses out to the shows this weekend at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, and you are very funny at what you do, so thank you for coming in again, sir. Well, this gives me a chance to... Um uh, really get some stuff off my chest. Oh, good. Uh, that I've never been able to talk about. And um, I, there's stories that I'm like, uh, I just ran this one past you guys, and I can't believe I never told you this story. There are people that I've worked with over the years who have told me things that I'm like, oh my God, I, I have a secret now that nobody knows. Um, like doing the Gene Simmons impression. Mm-hmm. Over the years, so many people privately have come to me that worked with Kiss or had interactions with Gene Simmons to say, dude, I got a story for you. Maybe you can use it. And the stories are usually horrifying. Uh-huh. Like there's there's um, a guy I know who works for another 
big artist who was recording an album with that big artist. And he said, hey, this guy who runs this uh, recording studio is a big fan of yours. Can I put him on the phone? And I said, yeah, of course. And the guy goes, dude, I love all of your impressions, especially your Gene Simmons, because um, Gene was the first guy to ever screw me over in this business. <laughs> and uh, he actually came into my studio a few years ago to record a new artist. He was going to produce their album. And um, at the last minute, Gene wanted to switch into my largest facility for the same amount of money. And when he showed up, he said, did you get my message? I want to use Studio A. And I said, yeah, I did. I actually called you back. I don't know if you got my message, but someone is using that studio. I asked them if they would switch, and they said no. And he goes, do they know that Gene Simmons <laughs> from KISS is here? And he goes, you know what? If you want to ask him, you can ask him, but I'm not going to ask them again. He goes, all right, where's Studio A? And he goes, it's all the way down the hall. It's the last door on the right. Gene Simmons goes walking down the hall, opens up the door to Studio A, looks inside and sees the Wu-Tang Clan recording an album, <laughs> slowly closes the door, comes back up to the front and goes, <clears throat> right, where's Studio B? He never even opened his mouth to the Wu-Tang Clan. The other one that is way more scandalous is a friend of mine who was a guitar tech for Kiss, and he said, you know... Um, I've been working with Kiss on and off for 20 years. And, you know, years ago, before he got married, Gene Simmons hooked up with Miss America while we were on tour. It was the reigning Miss America of that year. And Gene Simmons hooked up with her. Jesus. The next night, Gene Simmons hooked up with a girl that everyone on the crew just looked at and said, wow, that girl was just a whore. She was such a mess mm -hmm. that even the guys in the road crew went, oh, my God. <laughs> the next night, they have a day off in this town that is so small that the band and the crew are staying in the same hotel. And... Uh, this guy's telling me, he goes, I happen to be in the lobby, in the bar, in the lobby of the hotel. When Gene Simmons came walking through the lobby and he was dragging this girl that was just a very overweight woman with him through the lobby, gets into the, into the elevator, pushes the button to his floor, and then makes eye contact with me through the lobby and goes... Oh yeah, <laughs> and then the doors close to the elevator. And he said the next next night next day at sound check, he sees Gene and he goes, Gene, did you did you hook up with that girl last night? And Gene goes, Of course. And he goes, Didn't you hook up with Miss America the other night? And he goes, Steve, listen to me, okay? I'm gonna give you some valuable advice. You can't have filet mignon every day. Sometimes. You got to go to McDonald's. It's the worst <laughs> love advice I've ever heard. But, um, and I honestly am not supposed to repeat this story. I was told to not repeat the story. So what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll take out the details of who it is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I will say this. Yes. You look at uh, the biggest heavy metal bands of MTV in the 80s. Easily top five. Easily. Top five heavy metal bands of the early of the late early to mid eighties on MTV. Okay, and uh, this buddy of mine is telling me the story that uh, they they still do business. They're, they're they're doing a big festival tour in Europe. The singer uh, ACDC's the headliner. Okay, the singer of ACDC, Brian Johnson, walks into this band's dressing room to say hello to the band. The band naked okay they're, they're all together ready. just hanging out naked they're Weird. putting their they're getting ready to go on stage so they're putting on their you know they're getting ready to you know rock out and sure they're, and they're putting the clothes on brian johnson apparently 
I've never met him, but apparently he's a, a really warm, social uh, person. Yeah. You know, so he's he's holding court in the middle of the dressing room and saying hello to everybody, and waving and like looking around. And then he looks over at the drummer, and Always he starts he starts staring at the drummer. <laughs> and then he finally walks over and he goes, "Hey, man, did you know you've got a giant penis on your back, man?" And the guy goes, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Your tattoo. It's a giant penis." And he goes, "It's a dragon." It's an angry dragon. He goes, I know it's a dragon, but look, it looks like you got a shaft. You have two testes and a thing on top of it. Now the whole band is looking at him going, oh, my God, dude, turn around. T- turn around. Hold on. Hold on. And they're all taking pictures, and they're blowing up the picture. They go, see how it looks like two testes on the butt? And then it's like a shaft, and it's like, and now he's really looking at the tattoo for the first time going, what the hell? And then when the singer looks at him and goes, dude. I'm not trying to be an a-hole, okay? I'm just, I'm really looking at your tattoo for the first time, and I got to be honest. It does not look like your dragon is breathing fire. Whoa. And he goes, what? It looks like it's just shooting all over your back. And he goes, what? He's pissed because he thinks everyone in the room is messing with him. And he goes, shut up. Come on. Let's go on stage. It's time to rock. I'm going to put my shirt on. Come on, let's go. So he goes on stage. But he knows what he saw. Uh-huh. And he's in front of 60,000 people just quietly playing drums, yeah. like looking around like, what the hell? That's and he calls the tattoo shop in the United States the next day. The tattoo shop is located in Staten Island, which if you know anything about New York, that's perfect. He calls the tattoo shop in Staten Island. And he goes, hey, you think it's funny you're putting a big penis on me? Is that funny to you? And this is what he hears from the tattoo shop. Uh, yeah, we we got a lot of complaints about that guy. Um, uh, we got that he was putting penises on everybody, and uh, um, you know, we actually we sat him down. We sat him down a few weeks ago, and we said, "Hey, be honest. No, be honest. Are you are you putting penises on people? What, what are you doing?" And the guy said, uh, "Can I make a phone call?" And we said, "Go ahead." And he fled. He, he, we haven't. And this is my favorite God, line hilarious. of the story. He goes. The guy left a trail of dicks everywhere. He's got... <laughs> but listen, next time you come back, we'll cover it up. No charge, all right? We'll cover yeah, it up. Yeah. There's just, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's a big penis you got, but we'll cover it up for free. <laughs> so the next day, he's got another show with his bandmates. He hasn't seen them in over 48 hours. He walks in the dressing room. He can feel everybody's eyes on him when he walks in, and he goes... I got a big penis on me, okay? And everyone goes, dude, I thought you were friends with that guy. He goes, I love that guy. He was my boy. I mean, he did a couple of my tattoos, but we used to party together. I don't get it. And someone who was paying attention said, a couple of your tattoos. And he goes, yeah. And they go, I thought he just did the dragon. No, he did the dragon, but then he also did my um, Jesus. Um, He did, And everybody froze, and he was like... And he undid his pants, pulled his pants down. They're all staring at his Jesus tattoo. He's the first one to notice. He goes, oh, man! He had no idea. He's walking around for years with a tattoo of Jesus aroused. Yes, fun. And he had no idea. But hey, how about this? You come out to the lounge this weekend? Uh Uh-huh. I'll tell you who the band is. All right. Woo. See? Oh, that. that's the tease. That is a tease. BoiseLounge.com. Get your out. tickets for the comedy show, and I'll fill in all the details. Thursday, Boise Lounge. Friday, Saturday is when Craig is in town. He's going to be hanging with us all show. we got plenty more stories from Craig as the show goes on, for sure. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Morning after with Nick and Big J. Craig Gass joining us in studio as well at the Lounge at the End of the Universe on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. LoungeBoise.com for your tickets or GetGas.com for more information, tour dates, and cool specials. GetGas with two S's.com. Make sure you spell it right for the love of God. Mm-hmm. He's joining us for the studio, uh, in the studio for the show, and we are going to do some important stuff. And if you think that humans can't do jobs much anymore, let me introduce you to the world of AI. Because now there's a I team am of, a human. <laughs> there are a team of researchers that want to study parole data from the state of New York. Craig, you're familiar with this. And they want to do artificial intelligence parole boards going forward <coughs> to oh, see no. if a criminal has been reformed enough to enter back into society. This is supposed to help with overcrowded prisons and maybe even the ability for uh, the amount of people they need to go through the prisoners that are up for parole. So AI could be available data on about 4,000 prisoners trying to figure out which ones are good for parole and see if they're a danger to society if or they'll reoffend, and they're going to program it to see if it works. What do you think? Uh, testing people who are already frustrated with the system by not giving them a human being and letting them interact with an artificial intelligence should work out great. Yeah, that's totally dystopian, man. Yeah, it does feel like this is how supervillains are made. Like, right? Like, my robot won't let me get parole, so now I'm become this some sort of supervillain that's going to exact revenge on everybody because it, of it. It does sound like an origin story. Yeah. Um, it's bizarre. It is, it is. But uh, if you want more information, the Journal of Quantitative Criminology, one of a, it's a really fast read, that <laughs> will set you through <laughs> the actual study and let you know how AIs As if help. he's read it. <laughs> yeah. Again, that, that fast read is the Journal of... <laughs> yeah. Of what? Quantitative Criminology yeah. is what you can look up. The title you... isn't even a fast read. <laughs> if you want to the name of the learn more. Article. Hell of a nail-biter for the national championship last night. Georgia 65, <laughs> TCU 6. Seven, your final score. Georgia wins their back-to-back national championships for the Bulldogs. First time in 11 years we've had that. Alabama did the same about a decade ago. Uh, Cardinals have fired Cliff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to a contract extension. I know you're a Seahawks fan, but you also root for some Phoenix-based teams. Do you? Their same division as the Seahawks, so probably no love for the Cardinals no matter what, right? There is a scandal brewing okay. in, in the Cardinals organization okay. that nobody knows about. Oh, wait a and second. And I cannot believe it has not come to light yet. Really? It's hard to tell when he's joking. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. I am not joking. He doesn't joke very much about sports stuff. You're very There's the de- Some of the details are out. Okay. After the Cardinals played in Mexico City. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember this. Uh, there was a scandal that breaks with an assistant coach, right? Oh my God, you know the story. So, so that's only that's only part of the story. That this assistant coach is accused of sexual assault. Right. He the night before the game they played in Mexico City. This assistant assistant coach goes to a bar down the road from his hotel, has a couple eats, has a couple beers, and goes home. And then before the game the next night. He's approached by the general manager of the team, and the general manager says, hey, there's a, a woman, a local woman here in Mexico City who says that you sexually assaulted her. And he's like, not only did I not assault her, I never even talked to anybody at the bar. It's like, well, we're going to have to let you go. And the Cardinals announced that he's been fired for sexual assault, uh-huh. even though he says, I didn't talk to anybody at okay. the bar. And uh, he hires a lawyer. This is terrible that I'm saying all this on the air. No, it's great. He hires, he, hires, he hires a lawyer, and the lawyer contacts the NFL and says, hey, it goes all the way to the top to um, 
Roger Goodell. Goodell. And says, hey, I want to get, is there any video footage? And Goodell says, there is, and your client does not look good. And the guy keeps saying, the lawyer says, are you sure it's my client? And he goes, yep. And it doesn't look good. And so he manages to get a hold of the tape as well. It's not his client. Somebody else that works for the team who looks a lot like who looks a lot like the assistant coach. And so this guy tells Goodell, we're going to just you now know what's going on. There's a cash offer made. Right. Like, you know what? Money How about you just take this and, and we'll just call it even? Because we haven't heard anything Nothing about since this. then. Yeah. Nothing. And Goodell said, uh, the guy who actually is responsible <laughs> says, <laughs> I'll give you, I, I want to say who it is so bad because it's like, I, 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 I don't, the guy who is responsible says, I'll give you. A tremendous amount of money, and it is a lot of money to walk away. And the guy says, no, you've defamed me. Yes. Everyone in my life has been reading that I sexually assaulted somebody. And they go, but we'll give you this. And he's like, no. Now, this lawyer is telling Goodell, uh, who also was complicit in the offer to like, here's a a big uh, pile of cash. And he says, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to reveal a couple of pieces of information to the press uh, once every couple of weeks. And uh, you think about what you want to do. Oh, my God. And the pieces are slowly coming out, one of which has been picked up by a podcast. Like, dude, this guy looks just like this guy. And the pe- they're slowly putting it together. Yeah, because the only thing I yeah. really remember was the original story of the assistant coach being fired for what happened in Mexico. For something that I didn't even remember it was sexual assault, to be perfect. Yeah, honest. and there's but something happened in Mexico City. There's at least one podcast, a sports podcast in Phoenix, who is like, you know, isn't it weird these two guys look like, couldn't it be like a, a case of mistaken identity? And they're right on top of it, and they don't even know it. Wow. So, so to add fuel to the fire, do you think this these are there actual health concerns for the GM? that he stepped away from or is it because he's oh all in this God. mess that this you is why he's done. You just walked right into it. <laughs> you just what? walked what? right into it's it because the GM. Dude, they just announced that the GM yeah. is stepping down. He's got health issues. Yeah. He has yeah. quote unquote health issues. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God, I am a Gossipy little bitch. I love gossip. Do you yeah. like gossip? No. Apparently, I do. I, I, I don't. I'm all I, in I, this. If I, tea. if I walk into a Starbucks <laughs> and I see a bunch of girls like giggling about something at yeah. Starbucks, like I want to tell the baristas, like, what's going? Yeah. Who, are we talking about that? You, you get along with my kids then, really? Really? Well. Yeah. I'm like, man, but are you talking? Like, I, I want to get in on the gossip. Like, what are you talking? about? yeah, dude. You can watch dude. the Kardashians with them. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel bad that I know who the Kardashians is. Um, he has to draw are. the line somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> my ex was a big uh, Kardashians fan, and I remember calling her up. Um, I was backstage at a Kanye Jay-Z show, and I, I called her up, and I go, hey, you're not going to like this, but um, all the Kardashians are here. And she's like, who? And I go, uh, Kim, <laughs> uh, Chloe, Rob, and I was like, what am I doing in my life? Like I just, I just, I caught myself. You I know who they all are. I, I ended up IDing all the Kardashians, and um, but yeah, dude, that that story it's with the Arizona dense. Cardinals is uh, pressure is being put on Roger Goodell right now 
Um, and he knows the scandal is about to break. And the lawyer for the guy who was fired is holding all the cards. And he's like, just, you know, we're going to leak a little bit at a time. All right. Yeah, take this, NFL. Wow. Yeah, and let me know what you think. Like, he's he's potentially trying to take down Roger Goodell. Whoa. I mean, this is this is bananas. That, Thank you, Craig, for yeah. giving us the most important of important stuff we've ever done. I, I agree. This is an award-winning uh, moment. Now, pretty, here's pretty, the thing. Yeah? Is that Jay's saying he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like gossip. But, but like this isn't gossip. You seem to have facts. Um, it's kind of oh, gossip. Okay, well, it we is. Go. I mean, it's it's fairly like uh, like scandalous in in, yeah. in that particular way. So that I feel like it qualifies. While it's news for sure, it yeah. feels very scandalous. So the gossipy feel to it, dude. It is. It is the most scandalous. And um, in a organization that is very conservative and um, uh, very rigid, you know. Um, it's 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 a bad one. The Bills are morons, so there's that too. Man, Morning you after. walked right into that. That was Nick amazing. And dude. Big, you walked me into it. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Big J, Craig Gass is here. Grab your tickets for Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. <laughs> like, what Learn does anything more. I just said have to do with stand-up comedy? Learn more NFL secrets. <laughs> and, yeah, come out to the show and just yell out more secrets. He'll <laughs> <laughs> tell you everything you need to know. Comedy loungeboise.com. We will come back and do some bad fun that is pop culture smackdown. Hold tight for that please in the morning after with nick and big j and next tuesday at the rev center god we got a great big show happening uh anthrax is coming to town oh, black man. label society exodus we will get you tickets to that show if you can beat me pop culture smackdown and it's a guaranteed because you've got a lifeline here yes craig gas will help you if you need it it's bs uh, so <laughs> big j asked for his help and i actually gave it to you the listener so 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play our pop culture smackdown game for these pretty awesome tickets big j are you prepared mentally for these oh of course wonderful yeah. hello the x hey how's it going good man what's up what's your name mike Mike, you're up first. Mike, today is George Foreman's birthday. George Foreman made a fortune lending his name to what indoor gadget? The Foreman Grill. That is absolutely correct. An right. indoor grill. Easy. Did you ever use it, Big J? Yes. The George Foreman I had a Foreman Grill. grill. Uh, whatever had, they just like disappeared, right? Uh, they became Hogan Grills. Is that what it was? No, 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 no. Because uh, they used to be everywhere, like omnipresent, and now they're you can't be find them anywhere. Uh, I don't know if they changed. Well, that item is now um, like in a million different kinds of diversions. Well, air fryer stuff instead. Uh, Big J to you. George Foreman's most famous fight against Muhammad Ali was known by what rhyming name? Oh. Uh, It was... uh, I think I knew this. Oh, man. Was it in Zaire? This was my easy question. Uh, I... I cannot. I don't know. No, off the top of my head. Because if you say the name, you'll know the rhyme. Yeah, it's part of it, kind of. Ooh, then maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Because there are two rhyming ones that he's a part of. So yeah, you could yeah. be easily um, confused with the two. And now I'm the blanking totally on and either one of them. Um, so. is, does the fir- is the one I'm one of them starts with the letters th, right? They both do. All they of them do. start with the. <laughs> oh it's no, the it's not. Something. It's not the that I'm. Th- oh well. Well, it's oh. the, and then the TH one is one of them, but that would be the incorrect answer. Oh, so it's not Thrilla Manila. It's Thrilla not Thrilla Manila. Manila. It's in Zaire, right? Uh, I don't know where it was. Well, it's, what's it, the name of the damn it's thing? It's called the Rumble itch. in the Jungle. Oh, uh, okay. I would have guessed Itch in the, the Bitch. Jungle. Wait, he was saying something. What were you saying? He said Rumble in the Jungle. 
He said the right answer. Oh, good for you. See, you win legitimately anyways. Also would accepted the pain in Maine, but that's just because it rhymes cool. Congratulations, man. You're going to go check out Anthrax as well as Exodus and Black Label Society. Hang on, Michael. We'll hook you up with Congrats. the rags. Pain in my You're brain. going to the itch and the bitch. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J and Craig Gass. More Yay. from Craig next on the X Rocks. That is Jet. Are you going to be my girl here on the morning after with Nick and Big J? Joined by Craig Gass in studio this morning. He is in town this weekend for some great shows at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Lounge Boise for tickets Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, all shows at 7 o'clock, right? Is that right? All the shows are at 7 p.m., and I am gossiping like crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's red hot, man. I, I've been telling you stuff about uh, massive heavy metal bands that nobody knows about. We've been... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we just revealed a scandal that's brewing in the NFL uh-huh. that's about to break at any moment. Uh, um, what else have I got? You, uh, uh, you've got listen. You've got red hot, uh, you know, gossip stories. But you're also a huge sports fan, so you know, yeah, massive sports fan. And that's uh, whenever you, if you follow Craig on social media, you know how many uh, you know sporting events you go to on a regular basis. And I- I've always wanted to ask you and never had a chance to. Is it just because you know as many people as you know that you're able to get into this stuff, or are you you must be massively rich? Is my other choice? No, it's it's knowing people yeah. and it's knowing the right people. Uh, there's a guy who works in he's a higher up guy at the Seahawks who is a big supporter of mine. He's been he's a massive Howard Stern fan. Sure, he's been listening to me on Howard Stern for years, and that guy is the guy who gives me a job. Every time I go to a Seahawks game, so that I can be on the field okay. with the team. Uh, every time I go to a Seahawks game, I am the Seattle Seahawks official team photographer's assistant. And Damn! I, I, I carry cameras for the team photographer, and I'll just I'll tell him dirty jokes for three hours, and, and he'll just sit there and look at me and go, "I don't even know what that means." Hold this, hold this. Hold I don't, I, like he'll like I'll just be, and then uh, uh, somebody else who works for the Seahawks, who's a higher up guy runs the Super Bowl Media Center every year, wherever the Super Bowl Media Center okay. is at. Okay. So, um, so there's – although I'll usually – broadcast anyway from the media center he's my um lifeline if i if i have any problems he'll be like all right i'll, I'll put you in the system and he'll put me in for a pass do that's the, the thing he's always at great seats oh yeah. yeah yeah do the players yeah. do the seahawks players know who you are some of them do do they wear like hey that's that's craig gas some of them funniest do funniest man alive uh and some of them will find out well i was reviewing some footage of a guy that i'm i'm, I'm about to put out this crazy Revelation that a guy from the Seahawks gave me, uh, DJ Dallas, recently. He's a running back for the Seahawks. And, um, you know, it's tough. Um, interviewing people can be really, really tough, but I don't think there's anything tougher than athletes because athletes are very robotic and they won't give you anything. Yeah. Like you guys talk to musicians who are sometimes really high and drunk. So you, you <laughs> yeah. get. They're nice and loose. Yeah, we get details. Nice, sometimes. Yeah, man. They'll, they'll give you some, some juice, like something. You know, fun to play on the air, but athletes are really robotic. And and but this guy, DJ Dallas, just told me something that I was like, "Whoa!" He's I, I go, "What's the craziest thing you've ever heard in the middle of a game from another player?" And he goes, uh, "Oh man, I'm usually the one saying all the crazy stuff." <laughs> and I said, "Oh yeah, like what?" And another player who was with him was like, "Oh man, this guy plays crazy games." And I go, "Oh yeah, what? Like what? What's the craziest thing?" And he goes, "Well, I started doing this in college. Um, I would look up uh, the teams that we were playing this weekend. I'd look up all the players and I'd find out who their girlfriends were. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd go to all their girlfriends' in, uh, uh, Instagram pages and 
I would start DMing all the girlfriends and be like, hey, girl, I'm coming to town. Like, And I was like, you're crazy. And I, wait a minute. That's, that's Lawrence Taylor stuff, man. Yeah, and I said, I go, wait, so uh, this is like a long time. Like, I'm trying to like give him a like a loophole to jump out of. I go, yeah. but I go, you have a girlfriend now, right? And he goes, oh, I'm happily married. And I go, okay. And he goes, he goes, but I still do it. And I go, really? Now in, in the NFL, he goes, yeah, I do it all the time. I love messing with people. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So it's dedication. Yeah. So, um, but at the Super Bowl Media Center every year, like the one that's going to be happening in Phoenix soon, there are sports stations from around the world that would broadcast um, in these giant convention center yeah, spaces. Radio Row, where all radio the radio row. stations are, yeah. And uh, except every station is a sports station. Mm-hmm. Everyone there is a sports station. And uh, my friends who work in sports radio around the country will tell me on Monday and Tuesday, because nobody's in town yet, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they'll go, hey, can you join us as somebody famous? So it sounds cool uh, back in Des Moines. <laughs> and the only remotely sports guy I can do an impression of is Tom Arnold, who used to do the best damn sports show, period. Right, right. So I'll come in as Tom Arnold, as I've done with you guys in the past, and I'll be really loose-lipped Tom Arnold and go, hey, uh, it's Tom Arnold here, and uh, we're broadcasting live for the Super Bowl, and uh, a lot of celebrities are coming into town. I was actually at a Cocaine Anonymous meeting last night with Brett Favre. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Uh, Brett's a big cokehead, and uh, his sponsor is uh, 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 Brian Gumble. Uh, Brian's addicted to uh, uh, upskirt porn. He, he uh, can't stop pumping off at work. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but uh, Brian Gumble is uh, a big addict, and uh, and people around the country will start tweeting at Tom Arnold and go, dude, it's supposed to be anonymous. And Tom Arnold, God bless him, will fight the internet. And he'll individually respond to everybody and go, did you notice that uh, Sam Kinison was on the air and that guy's been dead for 25 years, you idiot? Shut up. That wasn't me. That's a comedian named Craig Gass. I right. wish he wouldn't do that. And uh, yeah, oh, It's amazing. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of radio to do. And I've, I've done it with you guys many, many times. Just oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, as a, you, you came on as Lars. People still talk to us about the Lars thing. Where when we had, where Death we, Magnetic. You, yeah, when you, Remember? When you said it was the last Metallica album ever and they you were never going to tour again, and yes. we had you on the show to have some fun. Yes, people still talk about that. Yes, and I only have the Lars impression down because Lars, I think I told this is really messed up, but for those of you who don't know, the reason why I can do voices, or I have, I've always had an ability to do voices because I grew up in a deaf family. Everyone in my family is deaf. My mom, my dad, my sister. So growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk for my family. I learned how to talk by watching TV and copying all the voices I heard on TV. But when I opened for Metallica... Lars, who wanted me to do the show, introduced me to his band and said, Hey, man, this is Craig. This is the guy who does all the voices. And check it out. His whole family is retarded. I go, they're not retarded. They're right. deaf. What the hell? You can't say that. You're messing up my story. But telling that story over and over again has got me to like lock in that Lars impression. But my, uh, my other favorite that I love to do here all the time is Tracy Morgan. Yes. And have you, I don't know if I ever asked you, have you ever had the real Tracy Morgan on? No, we, no. we've never actually had the real Tracy Morgan on the show. But I do know, having heard him and and seen a bunch of stuff that he's done, that your interview, your your impression of him is spot on. I mean, he's all over the map, and he's always very sexual. And so, oh yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, you you have it locked in for sure. Well, there's a series like Tracy Morgan was the one guy before he became super famous that whenever he was hanging out 
in a social situation with comedians in New York, there would always be one comedian that would look over at you and go, you ever try to talk to that guy? <laughs> there was always these like stories like, what's that guy's deal? And the first time I met him, I was writing for a Weekend Update at okay. Saturday Night Live. I was a contributing writer, so I wasn't a staff writer. I would fax in my jokes every Friday at 5 p.m. Who was on the desk at the time? It was Colin Quinn. Okay. One of the greatest human beings on planet Earth. And, uh, and also one of the most brilliant comedians on planet Earth. And um, so, But I would use that in of uh, uh, contributing material to try to get up there on the eighth floor every every other Saturday. And uh, I see Tracy Morgan walking down the hall, and I go, Hey, Tracy. Hey, man. Um, I, my name's Craig. I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. And uh, I just wanted to tell you that uh, I think you're the funniest guy on the show, man. He goes, Yeah? That's crazy. <laughs> you a stand-up comedian? I go, Yeah. And he goes, What you doing next Friday? And I go, what? What? When? And he goes next Friday. And I go, I don't know. What am What am I doing next Friday? And he goes, You're gonna open up for me at, at the New York Comedy Club. And I was like, Are you serious? And he goes, Yeah, you gonna open up for me? You stand up comedian, open up the show. And I go, Oh my God, I would I would love to. And back then I had nothing going on in my life, so I planned my whole week around sure. opening the show on Friday. I get to the club, it's packed. I go do my set. The crowd likes me. I get off stage, and then Tracy Morgan goes. Um, He's over by the bar. He goes, Craig, come over here. What you drinking? And I was like, oh, um, can I have a Corona? And he goes, yeah, you can have a Corona. How you like this? And I go, how, how, I, how do I like this club? And he goes, no, how do you like stand-up comedy? And I go, oh, I love it. I'm head over heels in love with comedy. He goes, you got to be like Bruce Lee in the six-foot kick. And I go, the what? And he goes, you don't know about Bruce Lee in the six-foot kick? They say when Bruce Lee kick you, you go back six feet. That's why when people like Tracy, how you living? I'm like, I'm six foot kicking it. <laughs> you got a six foot kick your way through life. That's the way you got to. Pro- and he got Man. physically nose to nose with me and spit is flying out of his <laughs> mouth and touching my eyeball. And I go, what are you talking about? I mentioned it to my friend Kurt Metzger and uh, Kurt uh, used to write for the Chappelle show back then. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I was in a car with him. And we're driving on the West Side Highway, and I go, oh, dude, um, Chappelle's show got picked up for a second season, so that's pretty cool, right? I'll make some extra money. And he said that Tracy Morgan said, damn, Kurt, and he slammed the brakes, pulled the car over on the West Side Highway, and he said, what's wrong with you, Kurt? What's wrong? What are we in right now? What are we in right now? And he goes, in a car? And he goes, no, we in show business. We in show business. How many letters in the word show? And he goes, Four. How many letters in the word business, Kurt? <laughs> and he's eight? And he goes, don't you forget that. And he got back on the road and he goes, what the hell does that mean? I don't understand what that means. Yeah, my all-time favorite entertainment business story is that night that uh, someone told me that Tracy Morgan threw a party that turned into an orgy. <laughs> And then um, I'm like, what? And they go, yeah, turn to an orgy. Like, everybody was naked. And Tracy Morgan takes off his clothes. And I was like, what? When was this? And right at that moment, Tracy Morgan walks around the corner. And I hadn't seen him in like a year at that point. And I go, Tracy! <laughs> I heard your party was messed up, man. And Tracy just walked over to me. And he just eyeballed me. And he went, it was crazy. <laughs> It was crazy, Craig. You know what's crazy about it? When you get off on my floor, you don't even hear nothing. You don't hear nothing at all. Then you start walking towards my apartment, but you still don't hear nothing. Then you knock on my door, but you still don't hear nothing, right? 
And when I opened the door, there's buttholes and toes everywhere. And I was like, did you just say buttholes and toes? And he went, yeah, some of them toes were in the buttholes. And he walked out of the room. And I was like, that's the most magical story I've ever heard in my life. I know I told you that story before. Oh, yeah. So yeah. forgive me for saying no, it again. it's fantastic. It's I funny it. every time. Craig oh uh, Gas at the Lounge at the End of the Universe Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Amazing comedian, awesome impressionist. And uh, he's hanging out with us for the entire show. Stick around. There's more from Craig coming up. LoungeBoise.com. LoungeBoise.com. Or get gas. GetGas.com. Two S's, guys. GetGas.com. That is Green Day. That is she here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Joined this morning by Craig Gass, who is playing this weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. LoungeBoise.com. GetGas.com with two S's if you want your tickets. We highly recommend you go to all three shows. You will be blown away. He's a very funny dude. And obviously, he's been proving that over the last couple of days. Craig, we've talked about your love of football and sports in general. One of my favorite uh, things that you ever captured in your sporting life was... World Series, Chicago Cubs, somehow, or maybe there is a secret to it. We talked about some of your connections. Did you know when you went there that you were going to be sitting right by Bill Murray on Game 7? Bill Murray showed up right at the very end when the Cubs were about to win. Um, I have a... Uh, I got tickets. I've been saying for years that I will never go to the World Series unless the Chicago Cubs are in the World Series, to which most people would say then you're never going to the World Series <laughs> because the Cubs are legendary for uh, having the longest drought in professional sports for a championship over 100 years. And um, when they made it to the World Series, I got tickets for game six and seven. Uh, decent seats upstairs. A friend of mine who works for the Pittsburgh Pirates helped me get the tickets. Okay. And then um, I had friends who were at the stadium, including a buddy of mine who owns a very popular grilled cheese sandwich restaurant chain in Cleveland called The Melt. Okay. Really popular. They just do dozens of different types of cheeses for grilled cheese sandwiches. Place rules. Okay. And um, so he told me he was going to be at the game. And he texted me and, and said, uh, dude, I'm in the third row and I'm sitting behind uh, uh, John Cusack and Eddie Vedder. And I said, well, if you want to hang out, let me know. And he goes, well, you won't be able to get to me because I'm behind a wall of security over here. And all right, fine. So I'm walking around the stadium and uh, something really weird happens when an employee for the Cleveland Indians, (laughs) this is game seven, an employee for the Cleveland Indians who happens to be a black guy. I point that out because he looks at me and goes, yo, weren't you on... um, uh, that metal show, and I went, jeez, oh my god, that <laughs> yeah. I go, are you a metal fan? He goes, yo, I love heavy metal. And I go, who are your favorite bands? He goes, Metallica and Kiss. And I was like, are you? <laughs> Do you know that Gene Simmons hates me? And he goes, what? And I go, you don't know that? You know about Gene? And I, I start telling the Gene Simmons story, which obviously. I have worn both of you down with many times. <laughs> no, we love years. it. We, we love, love your Gene Simmons stories. <laughs> and so I'm telling him this whole, wherever the story was at the moment, like Gene Simmons hates me and he confronted me live on the air. And I start telling this whole thing, which if you come out to the lounge this weekend, it's a piece that I end my show with called, I think Gene Simmons is going to kill me. That's my comedy, like epic piece that I've been closing the shows with. But this guy, I'm telling him stories about Gene Simmons and he's talking to me and talking to me. And every once in a while, a customer 
comes up to him, a fan will walk up and go, excuse me, sir, I, I have my tickets. And he goes, huh? oh, yeah, yeah, hang on one second. And he scans a ticket, and he goes, okay, yep, you're good. Let me give you a wristband. And he goes, all right, so what happened with Gene Simmons? And I'm telling him, but he keeps getting interrupted by people who are coming to him to get these wristbands. And he's verifying their tickets to get the wristbands. And I go, what are these wristbands for? And he goes, oh, it's um, uh, the Home Run Club. It, it's like a private club right behind uh, home base or home plate. So it's, uh, do you want one? And I said, <laughs> I would love one. And he gave me the wristband. Okay. And he kept, he goes, so so what happened with uh, Gene Simmons after that? And I go, um, <laughs> do you mind if I tell you? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I go to this private club. It's behind the 10th row, behind home plate. Yeah, you Cleveland. were really yeah. close in the video. I was like, no, holy cow. I was, I was only in the 10th row at this point. Okay. And I text my buddy from the melt. I go, dude, I just got past all the police. <laughs> I'm standing right behind you. He goes, where? And I go, turn around. And he turns around, and I'm in this private club. And I go, dude. <laughs> and he goes, dude, come down. And I go, I, go, I can't. And he goes, he goes, I'll let you know if somebody leaves. And I was like, who's going to leave game seven of the World Series? And in the ninth inning, one of the wives of one of the players had her baby with uh -huh. her, and the baby had no ear protection. Okay. And she got up and walked out. Okay. Oh, and he goes, dude, there's an empty seat, five seats down from me. He goes, come down the aisle. And I'll let you in. And I came down the aisle, and everybody stood up, and he's like, "Yeah, let this guy in." And I and I and I sat down. Now John Cusack is directly in front of me. Yeah. And in front of John Cusack is Eddie Vedder, and I'm there for the ninth and tenth inning, and it's the bottom of the tenth when uh, the Chicago Cubs do it. They get the they get the go ahead run in the top of the tenth, and in the bottom of the tenth, two outs. I think it was two strikes on this guy from the Indians. And I pull out my phone and I'm like, this is going to be the greatest Facebook Live yeah. ever because I'm sitting behind Eddie Vedder and John Cusack and um, uh, Bonnie Hunt and uh, there's all these like uh, uh, Billy Corgan was like five rows. Just Chicago staples. Yeah, all yeah. these yeah. Chicago yeah. staples. And I start doing a Facebook Live. And right as I started, I felt somebody lean on me with all of their body weight. And I turn, I'm about to get the last out. There's two strikes against this guy from the Indians. I turn around. It's Bill Murray. Oh, you didn't even know it was him. I didn't even know oh my he was. God. He snuck in at the very end to catch the last out. And he, Bill Murray is drunk <laughs> and he's crying. Yes. And I'm filming a Facebook Live and I looked at him and I wanted to just stop and go, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. But I'm in the middle of a live broadcast and I go, Bill, hold on. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. And then I get the last out, and I turn around, and I go, dude. And we started high-fiving and hugging each other. All the footage of Bill Murray celebrating the Cubs winning in the stands, he's high-fiving and hugging a guy with a Mariners hat on. Yeah. And that's me. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. looks like we went to the game together. But he literally just snuck up behind me right before the last out, and I ended up with this amazing Facebook Live, the craziest five minutes of Bill Murray. Um, I should send that to your Facebook page. You should. I, I, as a matter of fact, it, it was so good, I had forgotten that Cusack and Vetter were even a part of it. Yeah, that, Cusack, because uh, yeah. I, I, I got Bill Murray behind me. We're high-fiving and, and cheering, and then when I turn around to face the field, uh, Eddie Vetter and Cusack are hugging on the other side of me with Bonnie Hunt, and... Um, uh, 20 or 30 minutes later, my buddy who owns the grilled cheese sandwich place, he texts me and goes, dude, I'm so sorry, man. That game sucked. 
but I'm sorry I didn't say goodbye. I had to leave. And I, I go, oh, my God. And I texted him and said, I didn't even know that you left. Dude, you just missed it. Bill Murray's been hanging out this whole time. And he texted me back and said, F Bill Murray. And I went, who says F Bill Murray? The bitter Cleveland fan. A <laughs> Cleveland Indians fan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's that, a great I, story. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'm going to send you the link uh, so we can post this. Let's but, do it, dude. It's it's five minutes of just amazing. There's been some crazy moments over the years. Right place, right time. Uh, the roommates that I've had over the years. Um, uh, Mitch Hedberg and Eddie Van Halen. Uh, to you know the Eddie Van Halen story? Yeah, no, I but I'm watching the video right now. Oh yeah, watching, you said and the you've video. got your phone. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Like he said, he was. Yeah, oh. he, Craig Gass is not lying when he tells you these amazing stories. Share that on the morning after page, and so that people I, I can, can't, can. I can't. I can't share it. it. It's not a shareable oh, video. Craig. Okay, you know what I can share? I can send you the Facebook link and and uh, share it from there. Let's so, do it. Let's do uh, it. So yeah, I'll look it up and we'll get it over on the next break. In the meantime, you guys uh, buy tickets to go check out Craig Gass this weekend at uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Lounge at the end of the universe. Loungeboise.com and getgas.com for additional tour dates and fun as well. You can also buy tickets there if you'd like. We're going to come back, do some bad impressions. That's happening next on the yeah. X Rocks. Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And uh, we got some uh, tickets for show happening this Saturday at the Ironwood Social, a charity event. Uh, our friends in Royal Bliss coming to town, American Hitman. And there was an amazing auction with amazing items. And this is going to help a young lady uh, who uh, was uh, severely injured uh, this past year. So uh, for a great cause, we'll get that set up here. You just need to figure out bad impressions. Works like this, 208-287-1003. Get on the phone. We'll put you on the guest list for Saturday night. And uh, you have to figure out who Big J is trying Once to be. Once again, I have to try to do an impression. And uh, and Craig is very Ruining good everything. at them. So it makes it There's very difficult. There's nothing I love more than bad impressions. Impressions. See, I, I I told you like I I love when I get halfway to an impression and I just go, that's good enough. <laughs> that's what I do. This will be great. Then. Yeah, I mean you've described Big J to a T. Can I just say that uh, this is usually the process when I call my friends that I grew up with and I start trying to learn the impressions, and then I'll get mad when they tell me it's bad and I'll go like they'll go that doesn't sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'll be like dude it's Arnold Schwarzenegger after a, a bad car accident <laughs> shut up and I just say that so I can get away with <laughs> yeah see <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> Big Jane is a good Arnold you guys should do it <laughs> Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger touching himself after <laughs> this maybe you can teach me how to do this one <laughs> hello the X Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis, good morning. Here's Big J. Dude, I can do an impression of Dennis already. <laughs> no, it's not it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was perfect. It was perfect. Thank you, Dennis. All right, Thank here's you. my impression. If you enjoy coffee, check out the side biz Laughing Man Coffee. What? It's first clue. Relax. Next one? I've started Wait, what, what was the guess? Like, I started movies like Real Steel, Swordfish, and Les Miserables. What is the word? Les Miserables. You mean Les Mis. What do you say? All right, you got me. I'm Wolverine, and I'm back. Uh, Hugh Jackman. See? What a great impression. Take that impression, guy. Did it sound like Uh, Hugh Jackman, Craig? (laughs) The fourth... 
clue would have been, hi, I'm Hugh Jackman. Right? I almost if threw in a, a crikey. That's been very, yeah. it's been a lot of our clue threes. Oh, wow. But uh, congratulations, Dennis. Hang on one second. We'll uh, we'll get you some Royal Bliss tickets. Is Hugh Jackman in the news for a reason? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's repeatedly saying, hey, I didn't do steroids to get into great shape to play Wolverine. Do you believe him? I don't care. That's the thing. Oh, Why that's right. do you I love care? Steroids. It's not that. It's like <laughs> I, I get that. Like, like in sports, that's not cool. But what do I care if somebody does a bunch of roids to look good on camera for a movie role? Also, I don't give a damn. I think roids makes you look way bigger than Hugh Jackman's ever been. Don't they? Or, or am I? I, I, I not? would say yeah. And a lot of this is coming from the fact that Rogan lately has been saying, "Hey, The Rock has been using steroids, and he wants him to admit it." And I'm like, "Have uh, you seen The Rock do nothing but work out?" I, I mean, so yeah. But you know what? There are how many people do you know that do a lot of working out and they and they don't look like The Rock? I mean, just Big J. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. No, Big I don't J? do any working out. Oh. Um, so so he's saying, you know, hey, I, I never did steroids, and, and a lot of accusations flowing around by a lot of the you know superstars, and you know, because they all do these things to look good for these movies and i'm like i don't care yeah the marvel transformations is a real thing but i guess the point becomes like i mean if, if steroids obviously aren't great for you and it can lead to bad things and if you look up to her your child looks up to hugh jackman and says i'm going to inject myself in the ass of steroids as well just like wolverine that could become a little bit of an issue there are some role model aspects to this kind of stuff can, that maybe can, you have to prepare can anyone in boise get steroids yeah absolutely I'm gonna. How about if I try some steroids before my? You want to do some trial and error? I can get you some Prezodone. <laughs> is that a steroid? Yeah. Is it? Not the kind of steroids that help with workouts, though, is it? I, steroids a steroid, bro. I don't know Prez, if that's sounds like a uh, uh, an anti depressive is that what that is am i am i i don't know i was talking on my ass oh, oh all right. okay so, well uh it's listen, on I'll the table be, i'll be taking steroids before my comedy Good. shows this weekend at the lounge maybe so. you'll see craig gas the side road rage this weekend which mm-hmm. would be great back me <laughs> there you go loungeboise.com bring the steroids shoot me in the ass and let's uh Let's, let's have some let's fun. Let's just isolate that audio for the rest of the run. Shoot me Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Bad Omens. That song is called Just Pretend. There uh, were announced with about 70 other bands for Sonic Temple this morning. If you haven't checked out the lineup for that gigantic uh, festival that used to be Rock on the Range, you should go check it out because Tool, Foo Fighters, uh, what is it, Kiss is also involved in this. Uh, we talked From about Kiss. It. Yeah, see, everybody gets it. It's Kiss, and it's every band that's stolen from Kiss. <laughs> Craig Gass joins us in studio. Craig Gass, a gentleman we've run into a couple times out of Rock on the Range, as a yes. matter of fact, uh, as he was part of the comedy tent there. He's done his comedy all over the country and the world, and we'll continue to do it this weekend here in Boise. Grab your tickets for the Lounge at the End of the Universe at loungeboise.com for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Craig, thank you, first of all, for getting up early and joining us these last two days. It will not be the last we see of you this week, which we're very excited for, of you, course. I came in. I gossiped. Mm-hmm. I told you... Uh, Stories about penises on people's backs, and I promise that if you come out to loungeboise.com, I will tell you who the famous heavy metal artist is if you come out to the show. So Uh, check it out. What was the other? Oh, the Cardinals? Yeah, the Cardinals unra- you help us unravel a mystery. An Un- unravel mystery. Well, together we did it because you stepped right in it. <laughs> and I told you a scandal that's brewing in the NFL. I told you that the Foo Fighters are going to announce that they're releasing a brand new album. Uh-huh. They're just going to drop. 
I didn't see that on no, the air. No, you didn't. Now oh. you did. Oh. Now, now, no, you I've know got, that the Foo Fighters. I got to scrub that from the record. <laughs> uh, that was off the air. Okay. We're so, going to cease and desist letter, but don't worry about it. It'll be fine. So off the air, we had some Foo Fighters discussion <laughs> about a uh, album that they've already recorded. We know who the new drummer is, thanks to Craig Gass. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, who all... they're leaning towards. And um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I basically uh, got loose-lipped and, uh, and had fun and... Um, uh, what makes for a good uh, comedic guest for you guys when you've had comedians over the years? Uh, to me, uh, what makes our show different, I think, than like having somebody on, let's say, Bob and Tom, is one thing that that I don't enjoy very much is when you have to come in and do all your material. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that's not not fair to you, nor mm-hmm. is it fair. I mean, while the audience gets a free show out of it, I feel like you want to sell tickets to your show and to get people out to your show. To me, I enjoy the real conversations I'm able to have Same. people with comedians that come in and we can talk about comedy, we can talk about their lives, we can talk about what it's like so that people that are out there can relate to what's going on and then go see you in your show and realize that you're a funny person naturally and the rest of it comes uh, and hopefully in your bank account. So best comedians that have ever been on and worst comedians that have ever been on that oh, just no. missed the boat. Now you're asking us for gossip. Um, <clears throat> God, the best comedian. Who, who comes in that your audience is like, God, that guy was awesome and just connected. Sometimes it's not even somebody you expect. You just go, all right, we'll have them in, and they, they just connect with the audience. They just kill it. I'm trying to think because we've had a lot of well, – here's the one the one interview that we had on the show that people were really commenting on when it happened was Chris Hardwick played the Morrison Center. Okay. And he came on, and we talked about you know comedy. We talked about nerddom, and we talked about Comic-Con because we've all been to that. Yeah. And that was a really cool – like, you know, when you have Hardwick on, you're talking about a bunch of stuff. But he complimented us on how, like, real it was to have an actual conversation and somebody that knew kind of what they were talking about so that always felt good it, it felt like it was a good yeah. interview that's my yeah. answer for the best what's your I, go ahead um i think one of my favorite is besides you of course because we we're friends thank you brian Posehn. Yeah. oh i love yeah. brian Posehn. and because he comes in in studio and and it's just great man I, yeah. I i i just i love that guy oh kyle Kinane was great when he came in studio too that's kyle another one that, 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 that sticks out to me so yeah i mean we've had some really we've been lucky to have some really good talent to stand up that's a great conversation what is also a great conversation and it happens to everybody are the comedians that come in that just don't click and they just miss the boat or they're in a bad mood has any comedian come in that just was in a bad mood I'm trying to think. It has to be because it's early in the morning, especially when they're here live in studio. Oh, you know, I'm going to say it, I, and I, I love her, but uh, somebody that, that clearly did not want to be here at 7.30 in Can the I morning. Can I take a guess? Okay. Give me give me a hint. She she uh, has been on several, they don't make them anymore, but the, the VH1 like recap best week ever kind of stuff. Um, is, it, uh, is she married to another comedian? Uh, I don't know who she's married to. Uh, all right. I don't think so. Go ahead. Lonnie, Lonnie Love. Did not, Lonnie Love. Did not want to be in here at, really? at 7.30 in the morning. Yes. She's in a bad mood? Well, I, just, I, I think she had a bad night, and she was just like, how long do I have to be here? And I'm like, we can make this a quick segment if you want to make it a quick How segment. long do I have to be yeah, here? Yeah, she did not. I don't think she it's really wanted to be. my favorite, because we can make it real short. But I think wow. also, like, you know, uh, her on a rock station didn't make a whole lot of sense, I think, was the other side of it. Okay. She knows her audience, and I think that was part of it. But she was kind of doing the tour to get the word out, so that was my. Big wow. J, your turn to spill the tea. Um, yeah, I can't really see. He's taking the easy way out. Well, it's not easy. It's just I don't remember. That this like, is true. Big J does not remember who has been on this show. That's part. Yeah, because really? drugs and alcohol. Really. <laughs> so, has has anyone? Have you like? Uh, 
seen someone and go, oh, man, I'd love to talk to them, and been told, yeah, you did. You talked to them. Oh, you, all the time. Oh, really? Constantly. Yes. But here's the thing. You also have to remember, we've been doing this 15 years. Yeah. We have 2,000 interviews. Yeah, we, that was least. our big thing. We used to uh, talk to anybody I mean, so we've talked to everybody. Like, I, there's a, a at-home game show I like to play with my family. Is like, uh, when, when a TV show comes on, I'm like, oh, hey, former guest of the morning after. Mm. Because we literally have talked to everybody, and almost everybody, uh, maybe not A-list, but B on, we're down. Some A. Show. I mean, we yeah. had Fassbender on the show, which was sure. before he was Michael Fassbender, but uh, it was cool to get some of that stuff. But I think we've had a lot of A-level comedians. That's where we've kind of, because if they've come through town, they've been on the show. We've been and really, there's been really a lovely. time when I just wasn't interested yeah, in he, comedy. Big J needed to get involved in stand-up comedy. I've always been a fan. So, Who came on the show that you had little or no respect for, and they were so cool that you will defend them for the rest of your life, because... You just oh. didn't think much of them. and they What's were, happening here? We're getting interviewed is what's happening. <laughs> uh, and we're getting put on the spot. I'm trying to, uh, well, keeping it in the comedy side of things, one guy whose comedy I don't think I got until we had him on the show was Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, uh, wow. but, and he now he's like blowing up, like big he's on like Netflix and Showtime. But huge. it was his first Showtime special. And I was like, I, I don't know and I don't get it. And I've, li- I've looked at some clips and it's not my style. But he came on the show and he was really funny and really personable, really engaging. And I was like, man, maybe I should give him a chance. And I've enjoyed his stuff since then. So that not, was not respect necessarily, but like didn't really know much about. And no. then and then Bill Burr. Really? And then have fallen in love with his comedy. You know what I feel bad about is, uh, and I don't know if he remembers it or not, uh, Big J. Okerson used to do this terrible thing to me all the time. Big J. Okerson's a, a, a jerk. Com- <laughs> Big J. Okerson is a comedian who's really, really funny. He's been on the show. Um, yeah. And he, uh, another Big J. Yeah, that was and, fun. And uh, Big J. Okerson used to do this thing. I would bring him to concerts all the time. And he'd be like, dude, hook me up. Get me backstage. I'd be like, all right, I'll hook you up. And I'd bring him to shows. And he would always go like, hey, is it cool if I bring uh, a couple buddies? And I'd be like, no. I, I got <laughs> Like, you're one of three guests of yeah. mine, and that's a lot to ask for, to bring three people with you to the show. And he would do it over and over again. One time, we were at a Rob Zombie show, and he goes, is it cool if my 12-year-old brother comes? And I'd go, I go, uh, I, I can't. Jay, I'm driving down from New York. I can't get another like there's four of us coming and he's like okay that's cool and at the show he goes oh dude <clears throat> my mom dropped my brother off <laughs> oh man he's 12 years old and he's just by himself outside can we <laughs> can we get him in and it's like how can you right right be like no we're not getting your 12 year 12 year and I was like, let me see what I can do. And I ended up getting him a pass. And he's like, oh, man, thank you so much. So one night, uh, Big J goes, hey, dude. He goes, come here, come here. And he goes, you know Bill Burr, right? This is like 1999. And I go, yeah, of course. What's going on, Bill? And he goes, so Bill's a huge um, Iron Maiden fan. Can we hook him up? And I go, <laughs> in front of Bill, I go, Jay. How many times do I need to tell you, stop inviting people? And I started yelling at Jay in front of Bill Burr, and I was like, that kind of came off as kind of dickish. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, he won't mind. And then Bill becomes one of the biggest comedians in the world. I'm like, he, he doesn't mind, right? Like, he doesn't. But Bill's always great to me. Like, uh, I saw him play at Fenway Park. He's the oh, first. Oh, you're at that show? He's the first oh, comedian nice. to ever do stand-up at Fenway Park where the Red Sox play. I texted him that day just to like make some kind of joke uh, about like, hey, I heard you're opening up the new 
Dick Doherty's Dick Doherty's a chain of comedy clubs in in Boston. I heard <laughs> heard you're opening up the new Dick Doherty's at Fenway. Good luck tonight. And he he actually wrote me back, and I was like, "What are you writing me back for, dude? You're doing <laughs> Fenway tonight." And um, so he's always been nice to me. But yeah, I, I always wonder if like if he remembers. But there's comedians that. For whatever reason, Carrot Top was a guy that other comedians like to bag on. Uh-huh. And Carrot Top and I did the roast of Gene Simmons. Right. In the roast. I've never met him before. In the roast, during uh, Carrot Top's moment, he complimented me in the middle of the roast and Ooh. said, he goes around, he goes, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, screw you. And Jeff Ross, screw you. And Lisa Lampanelli, screw you. And he goes, Craig Gass, um... Man, Craig Gass just killed it, man. I can't even make jokes about him. And I was like, what the? He said that during a broadcast, and I will forever be indebted to that's that awesome. man. That's awesome. Not that awesome. I didn't like him to begin with, but yeah. yeah. You never know. That's the cool thing about radio. You meet everybody. You get to meet people who you really admire and people who you're like, eh, I don't really think much of that guy, like you said about Sebastian Meniscalco. So, um, but, but I like him now, Yeah, uh, but I didn't know who he was at the time. It was just one of those deals where like, hey, it's a Showtime special, so I know we should do it. But it Well, nice. I feel like I need to say this again. I'm usually funny. No, you um, are. You're so hilarious. if you come to loungeboise.com this weekend, we're doing three shows this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, this weather sucks, but uh, it's going to be nice and uh, comfortable inside the lounge. So loungeboise.com or go to getgas.com with two S's. And uh, I guess some celebrities are in town and will be with you at the end of the week. I know that there's that you always draw big names to your shows, so I'm sure somebody's going to pop by later on this week that's going to be popping by the Craig Ash show. Here's what I've heard. I've heard that Owen Wilson is in town. Okay. Morgan Freeman. That's huge. And Mike Lindell from My Pillow. Really? Whoa. Wow. Is in town. Well, that, that may if, go over more than you yeah, think here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mike Lindell. What about Lee Majors? Uh, Lee Majors is in town. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. Is oh he still my alive? God, yeah, yeah. Is Lee Majors alive? Isn't yes, he? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. We yeah, may have just all in, And they're all in town. So uh, grab your tickets, and we always want you to follow on social as well. Best place to do that, sir? Loungeboise.com. Loungeboise.com. Or go to getgas.com. Getgas with two S's.com, and we'll see you at the show where I will reveal all the secrets I was not supposed to say. Craig Gass in studio today, yesterday as well, and uh, we're not done with them yet. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. Huh?